of the unique features of the Living Church of Jesus Christ is its ever-expanding body of fundamental spiritual knowledge about man's identity and purpose, which enlarges the memory of this people. Scripture declares that ye should consider on the blessed and happy state of those that keep the commandments of God. For behold, they are blessed in all things, and if they hold out faithful to the end, they are received into heaven and dwell with God in a state of never-ending happiness. We come having prayed and prepared. For many of us, there are pressing worries and earnest questions. We want to renew our faith in our Savior Jesus Christ strengthen our ability to resist temptation and avoid distractions. We come to be taught from on high. The purpose of this and every general conference is to help us to hear him. Hey, welcome everybody to Conference Talk, episode 10. Yep. Um, just a <clears throat> disclaimer. Um, we don't have a guest this week. We had planned on having a virtual guest, but um, turned out she had a very busy week. And so we will definitely get her on a future podcast. But um, also some housekeeping items. Oh. We're sorry that conference talk <clears throat> hasn't been coming out on Wednesday or Thursday like it usually does. Um, my school schedule has papers due or has a paper due part of a paper due every week and it's due on Thursdays and with work and internship my time to do and work on that paper is Wednesday nights and Thursday nights yeah <laughs> so it kind of makes it hard to do conference talks so it's been getting pushed more towards the weekend but yeah and it's just I feel like that's only temporary I think it's it's I mean in the long term it is temporary um our schedules are so like at odds with one another outside the weekend. And yeah. so, you know, maybe, maybe committing to it on a different day. Um, I'm not sure, but the, all that matters is that we got it. We've got it in. Yeah. And then later on we'll have our book more podcast out. Um, so today, um, Oh, I was also going to say, I hope, that you all have had a great time uh, studying conference, um, the addresses given. And when I was listening to this talk, I thought about conference you know, as a whole. And also, like, I thought of conference as an extension of the scriptures. Mm. Um, obviously, I've, well, not maybe not obviously, but I have thought about that in the past, but <clears throat> Elder Renlin, he begins his talk. Um, Which, by the way, we're in Consider the Goodness and Greatness of God mm -hmm. by Elder Renlin. He begins his talk about the Book of Mormon and the many times that prophets exhorted or asked the people to remember the Lord, their God, and not just remember him uh, in an aloof way, but remember 
the blessings that have come from God, the goodness of God, the potential to have a relationship with God if you choose to. Right. And that's, in essence, that's what General Conference is always about. Hey, everybody, we, we have a Heavenly Father. We have a Savior, Jesus Christ. They want to be a part of your life. They want to bless you. They, they want to have a relationship with you. And you just have to choose to listen for the Spirit, listen to the commandments, and obey. At least try your best. Do your very best. And you can have that relationship. Yeah. <clears throat> when I thought of this talk, I mean, I think it's just because I'm reading uh, the books by Brad Wilcox, like the continuous atonement and the continuous conversion. But I just keep thinking of the goodness of God being his atonement and how every little thing is tied back to that great sacrifice that he made for us. Mm -hmm. And also just the fact that Jesus Christ rose again and how that all ties back to the goodness of God. And <clears throat> I remember um, a young lady who moved here in the YSA when we were dating Kevin and she had a conversation with me and my friend Mary, and she said, I think sometimes we forget what it really means to remember. Like, what does it actually mean to remember? Because that's really reiterated throughout this talk is remembering the goodness of God. But we've talked about this on a Brooklyn Mormon podcast that Israel falls short a lot because they forget. We forget so quickly. And so... um we are where our natural man is, is, I guess, like made to forget in a way, right? Like we're prone, not made, we're prone to forgetting. And our spirit, though, is prone to remembering. So we're constantly having these battles of forgetting and remembering and forgetting and remembering, which is why I'm so grateful there's repentance. But um, I mean, what does it really mean to remember? You know, what does that mean? Just remember that he died for you, right? Or remember his goodness and his blessings that he's given you. Like, what does that actually mean? You know what I'm saying? I think it it means to really incorporate the principles into your life, to live them. Right. Not just remember that an event happened, like be able to recall, but like make them part of you, right? Like incorporate them. I remember to an extent what that uh, young young lady that you're talking about, mm -hmm. I remember what she said, it, it really hit me, Yeah. said remembering is only useful in as much as you use it to change. Right. Right? So remembering the, the atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ, but not doing anything with that remembrance, like just, just oh, I remember – and then continue along your way of right. either casualness or wickedness. Or just complacency. Right. Because the thing is with the book that I've been reading he, um, by Brad Wilcox, I think this one's in the continuous conversion when he says this, but he talks about how we're not, as members of the church, we're not earning heaven. We're not earning a place in heaven, but we're learning heaven. We're learning how to be heavenly beings for this, you know, when we pass on through this mortal veil. And what you're saying there is that 
a, a person could say, well, I'm a good person and I remember Heavenly Father and I'm a good person. That's what matters. Your goodness is not what's in question. What's in question is your ability to take that goodness and change, right? And become better, like good, better, best. So it's just very interesting um, that remembrance really does only benefit when you change. And there's a beautiful story about that in this talk. Yeah. So maybe we should share the story. Go for it. (laughs) Okay. So there's this young, well, (laughs) I guess he's an older man. (laughs) There's also a young man though. Um, It's a grandfather. Um, His name is Thomas Nielsen and he's 63, lived in Utah, um, Logan, Utah, and was married to Donna White. So that's kind of his background. Um, He had a really good relationship with his oldest grandchild, Jonathan. And they had a very, it says that they had a very good bond um, in part because Tom saw much of himself in Jonathan. So basically, Tom, the grandfather, is finding himself waiting for a donor heart. Um, And I guess he wasn't a very patient man, and I can relate to that. But um, he is waiting for this heart. And he's basically just holding on, trying to hope that a heart comes available to him. Um, Anyway... So then one day, um, a donor heart does become available for Tom, and the size and the blood type were a match. But the kicker is that this donor is his grandson, Jonathan, um, who was 16 at the time. And he had just been hurt in a car, uh, or when a car in which he was riding was struck by a passing train. So all of a sudden, um, Jonathan, his grandson's heart is available for him. And at first, Tom and his wife, Donna, are very distraught, thinking and like they refuse to accept their grandson's heart. Because, I mean, I can't imagine being in that situation. Like if I had a donor heart and then one of my sister's hearts became available, like I can't imagine what that would be like. And maybe think about that for a second. But they refuse at first. But then... Um, They come to learn that he's brain dead, Jonathan, um, and that their prayers for praying for a heart was not the cause of Jonathan's accident. And I think that's where they were feeling like guilt and refused it at first because they thought, oh, goodness, we prayed for this to happen. But they didn't. Um, and And they understood that. And then they eventually accept Jonathan's heart. And it is given to his grandpa. And um, he lives for another 13 years, I believe. Um, But what's more important, I think, is what happens as they recognize this goodness of God, um, of a heart becoming available to them and what happens after the fact. So it says that afterward, um, I'll I'll just read from the talk. Uh, Elder Rinwin says Tom was a different man. The change went beyond improved health or even gratitude. He told me that he reflected every morning on Jonathan, on his daughter and son-in-law, on the gift he had received, and on what that gift had entailed. And that is where Elder Renlund begins to uh, kind of uh, liken this incident to the atonement Mm -hmm. and sacrifice of Jesus Christ. 
And it's, it's not hard to do because everything is a type or a sign of Jesus Christ. This was an opportunity, I know, for this man Tom and his wife and his whole family to come closer to their Savior. Um, because they they understood the sacrifice greater, right? Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to mention a few things before we go on. One was uh, that day when an ideal donor heart became available. Elder Inland says that it was a joyous yet dreadful day. I kind of feel like we could relate to that, that joy, but also dread when we, you know, maybe, and I, I, you know, the, the creative in me or the, you know, the creator, the creator, I guess, um, likes to think about these abstract situations. For example, one, which, it's not so abstract because we we have it in the scriptures in the book of Revelation when John sees the premortal uh, council in heaven and he sees a lamb as though it were slain and so he's witnessing that sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And I think of that and it's like, well, you know, Jesus Christ wasn't just some arbitrary figure in our lives, even in the pre-mortal life. He was our brother. Right. He was a family member, like most near and dear. Right. And so how does that make us feel to know that, well, because of our sinfulness and wickedness and, and fallen nature, our brother has to die. But maybe what we're learning from this situation with Tom and his grandson is that it's not because of Tom's heart defect that Jonathan had to die. It was because of the merciful plan Mm -hmm. of God, the, the um, the great love that he has for us, that blessings come our way, that that a sacrifice maybe was made or, you know, a temporary dreadfulness, you know, that dreadful day also became joyful. Right. That's why I like, um, I like this one part. It says, every time we use benefit from or even think of these gifts, we ought to consider the sacrifice, generosity and compassion of the givers reverence for the givers does more than just make us grateful. Reflecting on their gifts can and should transform us. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened to Tom here when he received his grandson's heart. And that's what should happen to us as we reflect on the sacrifice that our Savior Jesus Christ made. Right? Like we should have reverence and we should let that be able to transform us to learn how to be heavenly beings, to learn these concepts of heaven and and become. So that way, when we get there, we want to be there because that's who we became while we were here on earth. 
And I think this was just a way for, for Jonathan. I mean, he's in heaven now or is passed on into the spirit world. But for not only Jonathan, I'm sure he learned something on the other side of the veil mm. about this as well. And his his grandpa, Tom, to be able to learn as well what that sacrifice and reverence means. And it says he reflected on it every day. And I think the way that we reflect on the sacrifice that our Savior made every day is through prayer um, remembering the like recognizing the tender mercies that happen in our lives and giving the credit when we see it happen, <laughs> not say, Oh, that's so cool. But saying, Oh, that's really awesome. And one of my favorite things that I like to say is, Oh my goodness, I can see that heavenly father loves me because of what just happened. And I, and I recognize that as a gift from him or from his son, Jesus Christ, because they're one in purpose and the same. So, right. But anyway, I, at any time that gifts from God comes up, I immediately think of a, a talk given by president Nelson. I'm yes, it was in 2018 yeah. and it was the Christmas devotional. Yeah, we had, we were dating. We had just started dating. Yeah, yeah. And it was at uh, Brother Rich's house. Yeah, and it was good. It was really yeah. good. Everything we, was good. We were like one of the only people wearing church clothes. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because okay, a, a, side, a, a note. side note. <laughs> I am. Deba- I was debating on whether or not I should wear church clothes that night. Yeah, and me too. and but Shelby, she told me like. Kevin, you're going to the institute teacher's house, um, you know, on a on a Sunday night for the Christmas devotional. Of course, you need to wear church clothes, right? And so we get in church clothes, and of course, you know, brethren, you understand that church clothes for sisters can just be a nice dress or a skirt. Okay, they have it so easy on the attire side. We have something that really shows up, like a shirt and tie and pants and everything, right? The, That's the, more easy than finding a modest dress. Okay. I'm not saying on finding. I'm saying the impact that it looks like. So, you know, a sister can walk down the street in her dress, and women are always wearing nice dresses. doesn't have to be Sunday. doesn't have to be a formal event. But the shirt and tie is very formal, Okay especially a white shirt and tie. Um, so <laughs> we show up and brother Richens, the Institute teacher, he's just in like, he's in he's some in, jeans and a nice shirt. Yeah. He's in jeans and a shirt. Nobody else is dressed up. And it was, it was funny. Okay. It was just a funny thing because the Gibsons were dressed up. The, well, yeah, well he was, he's the Bishop. Yeah. Right. So he was probably, you know, doing stuff all day. Anyway, I digress. I just thought that was a funny little anecdote for this story. Anyway. But this talk. Uh-huh. Go. Yes. Yeah, what about this talk? It, President Nelson talked about the gifts that we are given by God. And the first one that he talks about is the unlimited capacity for love. And that is even the, the ability to love those who do not love you, right? That's a gift that he gives us and something that we can do. Uh, The second is the ability to forgive. 
The third, the ability to repent. And the fourth is more of a promise. And he promises the gift of eternal life. And then earlier in that uh, devotional, a sister who spoke, she talked about when we receive or when we think of gifts, we have to think of, you know, how do, what does this gift tell us about the giver? And so all of that to say, all of these gifts that we receive from God, what does that tell us about Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, who are the givers of the gifts? And to me, it means that they gave, so they gave us the capacity for love, unlimited capacity for love. It means that they gave us the same capacity that they have. I mean, think of how much Heavenly Father loves us. We can't even comprehend it. Jesus Christ loves us so much. He gave his life for us. He suffered so greatly for us. We have that same capacity that they have. Or unlimited, right? I don't think there's more than unlimited. So we must have it in us to love that deeply and, and that greatly. The ability to forgive. I mean, Heavenly Father give, forgives us of so many things. Yeah. And and we have a measure of that ability too to forgive others, to become more like him, which brings us to the ability to repent, which is to change and become like him. And then finally, the gift of everlasting life, which is to live with him again, despite our fallen state. Right. Something is going to be done which was the atonement of Jesus Christ to recon reconcile our fallen nature, our mistakes and transgressions and bring us back to him. So all of that tells me that we have a very, very loving God. If he's given us all of those things. There's something at the very end of this talk that I love that elder Renlund says, and I'm going to read this paragraph it says our heavenly father referring to his beloved son, said, hear him. As you act on those words and listen to him, remember joyfully and reverently that the Savior loves to restore what you cannot restore. He loves to heal wounds you cannot heal. He loves to fix what has been irreparably broken. He compensates for any unfairness inflicted on you, and he loves to permanently mend even shattered hearts. And I promise that if you haven't already felt like any one of these things at some point in your life, that you will. And that the Savior's atonement is there to heal us and fix us and make things right. And it may not happen right away, but it does happen and it will happen. And if it hasn't happened, it will. <laughs> I promise you all the unfairness that we see, it will be met. Justice will be served and mercy will be shown. And so I just hope that we remember the goodness of, of that gift and the goodness of God and, and his gifts that he's given us and remember them in our lives and let it change us for the better. Don't just, after this, don't just go, that was such a good talk or that was a good podcast. You know, go do something about it. <laughs> go in and be that good servant and, and 
change. Anyway, I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I uh, I think I'd like to just give one invitation along with that, which is to... And I only give this invitation because the Spirit's telling me that I need to do it better. So I'm, I might as well... <laughs> I might as well share the spiritual impressions that I receive. When you do remember Jesus Christ throughout the week, when you remember when it comes to your mind, and that could be anything. Like earlier this week, I had a, a thought about something. I, I had a thought about, you know, my relationship with God and my ability to pray and to really have faith that what I'm praying for will be given. Like I'll receive what I pray for. And that taught me something. And as a result of that, I was, I received that blessing so quickly, like within the next few minutes, it was resolved. Like my concern was resolved. And then how long did it take me to thank him? to immediately turn around and thank him. And luckily in this situation, I thanked him promptly, but sometimes when we see a, a blessing that we've been waiting for, when we see, when we, when we have something given to us, how quick are we to thank him? Mm -hmm. How quick are we to, to praise him? And in what way are we praising him? You know, is it just a thank you, Father? Or is it a commitment that we make to live differently? To say, okay, I need to be, I need to be living in a way so that I can always feel this way. That I can always do, you know, better. And so and that's, and that's just, that's just a, the nature of repentance, I know, but it's, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of work for us to do individually. And, uh, I know that, that our heavenly father wants to help us. And, uh, no matter what's going on in our lives, he's, he's always there for us. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I was just going to say real quick, that the perfect example of how quickly for we forget is when we go on road trips, we ask for safety on our trip and then we get to our destination. And how many times do we actually say thank you for the safe travels? Yeah. So little things like that do matter in the long run. And so maybe that can be one thing you decide to change, but we'll be back with you guys next week. We'll be reading the next talk, which is the power of the book of Mormon in conversion by elder Benjamin M.Z. Ty of the 70. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Maybe we'll have a guest. I don't know. <laughs> but we will still <laughs> no, be no here. No promises. <laughs> and it might be towards the weekend, but we'll still yeah. do it. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, thanks for, thanks for sticking it out with us. Thanks for being here. Definitely tune in for the next conference talk episode. And also um, the Book Mormon podcast. It's a... Uh, it's heating up. It's exciting. It's getting intense. <laughs> and and please have a great week, y'all. Please uh, 
you know, a lot of things are going on uh, out in the world, but we can take, we can take some, not some, but great comfort in knowing the, the greatness and the goodness of God. And so y'all take care. We will see you next time. See you next time.